This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. A 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary are with you today. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Good. Pretty Just kind of that middle of the week grind? Pretty good. I. This is embarrassing. We, Me and Rachel were laying down watching a show last night, and I'm just like, man, I can't wait to sleep in. And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, yeah, because it's you know it's just been a long week. And she goes, babe, it's Monday. Oh no! And I go, oh, this is not going to get any better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is Tuesday. I'm glad you're here, Rico. I'm glad that uh, we're able to do the show. It's a big one today. I seriously was just laying there watching TV and just like laying there, just like enjoying the night. And I'm just like, this is this is this is nice. So did yesterday feel like a Friday for you? No. It so just then you're just weird. Friday at night, like Monday night felt like a Friday night. We were just chilling. Interesting. The As kids a, went to sleep early. That's we were just nice. watching we were watching. She was working on some stuff for work and we were watching SWAT on Hulu. SWAT. Police show? It's like, kinda. It's so uh have it's you ever like watched nine watched nine one one? Yeah, it's no. like a drama action type thing. I have not. Uh with Shamar Moore. Oh, Derek Morgan off of uh, Criminal Minds. Yes. Yes, I do know that one. Um, as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. Both those open for you the entire show. Uh, we have a big one for you today. We're going to talk about the Huskers um, scholarship distribution chart right now, where it stands. Give you an update on that because it makes it makes things a little interesting when they are adding athletes. Obviously, you get the Boy. commitment of of Chubba Purdy yesterday, and yesterday we had that huge discussion of quarterbacks, what that means for the guys in the room, uh, especially Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, and even Richard Torres you can throw into that um, category as well. And then they added a defensive back in Javier Morton uh, later in the afternoon, so that adds another scholarship to this uh, team. They have DeAndre Jackson coming in May. They added Anthony Grant over the weekend. So we are going to uh, update you, walk you through some of the scholarships, how many scholarships they're using at each position. We're, we're going to walk it because there's a couple. I don't know if alarming is the right word, Rico. Surprising? Surprising and just kind of eye-opening caught my eye. There's some the numbers. numbers. There's some numbers that uh, kind of make you tilt your head sideways and yeah. just go, huh. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Um, then Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity will join us on at 2.30 to talk Husker hoops. They lose last night to Indiana, lose their sixth game in a row. We'll talk to um, Jacob about that a little bit. And then Nick's Trivia, $15 to the Upside Bar and Lounge. We'll do that in the final segment. All right, so the uh, Husker scholarship, and once again, 402-464-5685. 
You guys can call and text. We have the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, you can play it on your Alexa devices, um, all that good stuff as well. And your Googles. Yes. So, scholarship distribution. Nebraska, as of right now, and I understand they're going to get through spring ball and, and there's going to be attrition, um, but right now they're standing at 92 scholarships, using up 92 scholarships. And that includes a guy like DeAndre Jackson, who is enrolling in May. Yes. So he'll be here for the football season. He's planned to be here for the football season. If everything goes according to plan, plan, down at Texas A&M, and he gets all this, his affairs in order, he mm-hmm. will be here in May. So this this number includes him. Uh, I also have it separated by freshman, redshirt freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. Um, and then the group of how many numbers they are using for scholarships per group. So 92 overall scholarships being used or or allotted right now. There's 13 true freshmen on scholarship, 25 redshirt freshmen, 27 sophomores, 16 juniors, and 11 seniors. The let's just go position by position real quick, Rico. All right. So five quarterbacks are on scholarship. That's a lot of scholarship quarterbacks. Chuba. Well, Richard Torres, true freshman. Chuba Purdy has four years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Heiner Carberg, redshirt freshman again. Mm-hmm. Logan Smothers, uh, sophomore. Red- Casey Tom. Redshirt sophomore, or just regular. Sophomore? I think just sophomore. Okay. Then, COVID year. Um, but yeah, no, I think just sophomore okay. still. He's been here two years. Okay. Then junior Casey Thompson, redshirt junior Casey Thompson, mm-hmm. so still has two years of eligibility. There's five quarterbacks there. Um, that's too that's, which which seems like a lot. That's too many scholarship quarterbacks. Like I understand, like I I guess I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't know how many other universities have five scholarship quarterbacks. Well, you wonder um you like we had that conversation yesterday. We you wonder what this means for a guy like Logan Smothers or Heiner Carberg or even a, throwing a guy like Richard Torres now because they're basically going out and in terms of eligibility wise, they're going out and getting a second high school recruit, mm-hmm. second um, true freshman. Except he's spent a year at Florida State. Well, the COVID year just throws everything off because you know you 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 do your recruiting to plan for you know everybody you know will will lose a year or you know what have you maybe they leave mm-hmm. a year earlier or whatever, but like. Logan Smothers has been here for three years, and he's technically been here for two years because of the COVID year. Heiner Carberg's been here a year, but he's been here for zero years because of the yep. COVID year. Exactly. Richard Torres is starting out on the same playing field as as Chuba Purdy, who's been in college a year, and, and Heiner Carberg, who's been in college a year, and he's literally entering his first year of college. So mm-hmm. it just throws everything off, and it's, it's very confusing, and the distribution is going to be off for – a couple of years. Yeah, and the reason that I'm doing this is I want to I want people to realize how wild this spring practice is going to be for Husker football mm-hmm. because there's going to be a lot of um, jobs kind of be or guys separating from other other players on the roster and in their position groups, and, and that's going to be kind of the time that we see okay what commits or signees at that time were the real deal that we heard about and what guys that are in year three of this program are still yet to make their mark because there's there's quite a few guys especially when you get to the offensive line that have yet to make their mark and they've been in this group for or in this in this program for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So five scholarship quarterbacks. On to running backs, they have seven scholarship running backs. Emmett Johnson, a true freshman, Gabe Irvin and DeAndre Jackson, I counted, they are both redshirt freshmen. Okay. 
um, or Damian or DeAndre, excuse me, has four years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Four or three. I can't remember off the top of my head. I th- Either way, he's still using a scholarship come May. He's been at A&M two years. I think one of those was the COVID year, so I think he has three. Mm-hmm. So either way, so I need to change that. Ramir Johnson and Jacquez Yant, both sophomores. Ramir is a redshirt sophomore. Jacquez Yant's a true sophomore. Um, and then you have two juniors, Marquis Stepp and Anthony Grant, both redshirt juniors. So two years there as well. No seniors. Once once again, you're going to talk. We're, we're going to have this conversation again of one guy, just one guy, take the job. And so they they points. replaced they or they they pushed out Sevion Morrison and Marvin Scott. And now you're gonna have you you not replace. I don't like to use that word, but they're filling those voids mm-hmm. with Emmett Johnson, DeAndre Jackson, and Anthony Grant. So maybe one of those guys steps up and takes it. Maybe we still see Gabe Irvin having the um, conversations surrounding him as they did prior to his injury and right before he had his injury in the Oklahoma game. Depending Once on again, how he responds to rehab and yeah. how he looks coming back. Maybe he steps back into that job, but. You got to think with the new running backs coach, everybody's going to start at ground zero. You would hope. You would kind of hope. Although with an injury, open, you might open start competitions. L- with an injury, you might start a little bit lower than zero. All right, tight ends. We'll go a little quicker here. Travis Vokelet's clearly the leader in that room. Has a redshirt senior, so he's final year. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hickman's the next oldest guy, redshirt sophomore. You have three redshirt freshmen and one true freshman in Chase Androff coming in. Here's where it gets a little hairy or interesting. Wide receiver, you have 13 guys on scholarship. 13 wide receivers on scholarship. That and, doesn't seem crazy. And here's here's what I would say on that. Why are we only hearing two names every season? That's that's what that is a good question. That's what's crazy to me. That's well, what's eye opening to me. Only hearing two names, but you're hearing maybe seeing production. You. Well, he's not even seeing production from those two names. Yeah. You're hearing the two names that are believed to have the most talent in that room mm-hmm. the most, but they so happen to be the ones that aren't providing as much production as you, f- you would foresaw, expect. You foresaw them doing before the season started. Okay. Because, you know, we're talking about Omar Manning and Xavier Betts. Uh, and those two were thought I, to be the most timeout. So I would even throw Oliver Martin in that category. Oliver Martin was like a season, yeah, I guess. Like last, Omar, last year, Omar, it was supposed to be—he was supposed to be one of the guys. I mean, Omar, you were hearing before he even got here when yes, he got here, right. and then he had that year of of whatever was going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes with Omar. I, I don't know. Uh, that didn't happen, and this this last season. Uh, he had flashes, and then there were times where, where's Omar? Why is he on the field? Why is mm-hmm. he playing in this game? Uh, and then Xavier Betts was kind of the same thing. He came in his freshman season, uh, kind of exploded onto the scene with a couple of big plays, and then you didn't hear from him. And then last season, it was very sparingly seeing Xavier Betts. Oliver Martin was uh, the beginning of this year, had got a hurt. great first game, got hurt, was out for a while, came back, was thought to – kind of mesh with everybody with the way that he played in the first game. Didn't really work out so well, but mm-hmm. you hear his name because he played at two other Division One Power Five schools in Michigan and Iowa. So you you thought, hey, this guy has the talent. He's going to be able to, to step in and do something. So those would be the three names you hear about the most, but I think you hear about them the most because you want them pro- 
people want them to produce and they're not producing. It's not that those guys are the best. It's that they have a lot of talent and physically at mm-hmm. least Oliver or not Oliver, Omar and Xavier look the part and yeah. you're still not getting the type of production you believe they should, should. be providing. You. The, so then it goes back to that disconnect in development, right? The disconnect that from on paper to the field, there's something going on there. And one thing you can point to is the lack of development that's happened mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Now, new staff, new wide receiver coach, we all know that. <laughs> like I said, 13 scholarship wide receivers, um, two seniors, uh, Omar Manning, Oliver Martin, three juniors on scholarship, Trey Palmer, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, and Wyatt Lever. Just think. Sophomores, Xavier Betts and Elante Brown. Redshirt freshmen, Latrell Neville, Sean Hardy, Camonte Grimes, Will Nixon, and two true freshmen. Will Nixon's a... Yeah, because he's had injuries, COVID, redshirt. Wow. Wow. But, like, that's one of the guys that I am a huge fan of Will Nixon, and we saw him in the spring game or that open spring practice or Uh whatever, and he looks good in certain situations. And then we get to fall... And disappears. there's nothing going on. And you don't hear his name, unfortunately. And he seemed to be healthy this last season. I mean, that's how and I so feel about Alante Brown. A, bingo. You see him every without once in a while in a game. Without an injury, you see him yeah. every once in a while in a game. He does something, and you're just like, wow, that was awesome. And then you never see him again. That was the deal with Marcus Fleming. You but saw him, and then you didn't yeah. see him, and then he left. But he's always on kick return, Yeah. but they never return the ball because if he even thinks about taking it out of the end zone, they're down at the 15 because the blocking is so bad. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So then, um, two true freshmen, Victor Jones Jr. and DeColdest Crawford. Um, those are the two freshmen coming in for Nebraska. So you look up and down and say, "All right, Nebraska, you're going to have to get rid of. You're going to have to eliminate seven scholarships, right? And you expect some attrition out of that quarterback room. So maybe one or two there. So let's just say two for five. So then you have five left. Mm-hmm. So then you wonder." And just because they're taking off a scholarship does not mean they're they're leaving the team. Like there, there's ways that they can do this where they are a preferred walk, like a walk on. Basically, there, there are ways around it. In it, yes. every university has a way around taking a scholarship, quote unquote, taking a scholarship away mm-hmm. from somebody, but they're still, yeah, getting paid by the university by the by the football team, whatever. All right, so a couple minutes left in this segment before we get to Jacob. Let's we'll we'll continue the def- we'll do the defense in the final segment. But, okay. Um. So f- here we'll start. We'll just keep going with offense. So thirteen guys on scholarship at wide receiver, um, specifically. Now we go to the offensive line, right? The Achilles heel of this offense, if you will. Um. They have seven tackles on scholarship. One senior. It's a redshirt Brock Bando. They have a newcomer in Hunter Anthony, who is a redshirt junior. Sophomore, redshirt Bryce Benhart. Sophomore, Turner Corcoran. Redshirt sophomore, Brant Banks. True sophomore, Teddy Prohaska. Redshirt freshman, Alex Kahn. Alex Kahn's only a redshirt freshman? Yes. I feel like he's been here forever. Yeah. But time flies. When you're and having it, fun. No, time flies oh. when you don't hear anything. Touche. You for kind of forget. Guard position. No seniors. 
They have Nuri Nuili, who is a junior. Mm-hmm. Newcomer Kevin Williams Jr., who is a redshirt junior. Um, Ethan Piper, redshirt sophomore. Michael Lynn, redshirt sophomore from Colorado. Another guy I feel like is out of high school. Than, yeah, yeah. Than than three or four years. Yeah. Henry Latovsky. Good things have been said about him mm. towards the back half of last season. Now we go to so there's five guards on scholarship there. Okay. Now we go to center, the last position group before we um, get to Jacob Padilla and kind of put a put a wedge here for a moment. Center, you kind of feel so it's a little different. There's a there's a thought um, personally for me and just talking to a couple people that Nuri is going to play center this year. Interesting. I will also say this. Nebraska only has two centers on scholarship. Okay. Okay. One is a redshirt senior in Trent Hickson. The other, a true freshman, Justin Evans Jenkins, who was a late addition to the recruiting class. Mm -hmm. He played guard, didn't he? So I believe in high school he played. Because he was a guard and a defensive lineman. Defensive lineman, yes. But they brought him here as a center. Okay. So that's the offense of group. Five scholarship quarterbacks, seven scholarships running backs, six scholarship tight ends, 13 wide receivers on scholarship, seven tackles on scholarship, and five guards on scholarship. And two centers. Um, And, and the, the, the reason I like this also because it shows your depth, mm-hmm. what you're having behind them. Before they grabbed a guy like Chubba Purdy, they kind of had it planned out well. So I can see what they were doing there. They bring in a guy, Casey Thompson, has two years. Then it's Logan Smothers, a class behind him. Mm-hmm. Then Heinrich Harburg, a class behind him. Richard Torres, a class behind him. And then you bring in a guy like Chubba Purdy, who has technically one year of college experience, but four years of eligibility. So if a guy like Harburg or Smothers leaves, you're able to kind of pluck Chubba into that role, yeah. into that spot. And that's not to be – like. and if you were listening to the conversation that me, Big Sky, and Bach had yesterday – my whole thing is that Casey Thompson is probably the starter, so it's almost a battle for number two. I don't. I don't even think you need to put problem. Casey Thompson is the starter. Yeah, barring any type of injury to to Mister Thompson, knock on wood, uh, he is the starter. You, you're not going down. You're not going to Texas to Austin, Texas, and grabbing their two two year starter mm-hmm. uh, and bringing him up here to say, "All right, you're backing up." You know. Somebody else. Yeah. That's not how that works. And people are going to say, oh, he got benched at, at, you know, points during this last season. He got hurt, which is why he got benched, because he hurt a finger on his throwing hand, which I don't know about you, but being a quarterback and needing to throw football, I would like to have all of my fingers not injured. That's a good point. So um, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. But the spring's going to be really uh, interesting for Nebraska football, especially on the offensive side. But that's not all. We'll talk about the defense in the final segment because I actually think the defense is more interesting than the offense. But now we got to get to Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity next up on the Happy Hour on the Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.